This week is Parshas Yisrael, and in Parshas Yisrael we have the Aseris Adibris, Matan Tyre and the Aseris Adibris. And when we examine the Aseris Adibris, there is one that seems to be out of place. Now the first five of the Aseris Adibris are Ben Adam Lomakim. And they're very under- understandable why they have that coveted spot on the Luchas. Obviously, it's the foundation of our Amuna. You're not allowed to serve idols. Also, the basis of all of our Amuna that, and our belief in Hashem. And then there's a prohibition of you're not allowed to swear falsely. And we know Chazal made a very big deal out of swearing falsely because using Hashem's name to declare something and, and lying about it is the ultimate disrespect and, and, and chutzpah besides being ex- extraordinarily dishonest to a, to a new level and there's tremendous punishment associated with swearing falsely because I'll say the whole world shakes when a person swears falsely so it's a big deal and it belongs there on the Sarah Sederis. Shabbos, the mitzvah of Shabbos, Zachasem Shabbos, the Kacha is the foundation of every Jewish home. That's the mitzvah that the, our whole week revolves around. And Kabbalah Zavicha Vesimecha, obviously, has the of prime importance among mitzvahs to honor one's parents, besides that it's the chain of our whole Messiah. That's the way the Torah is transmitted, is through father to, ch- to children, mother to children. So that's the first five. The second five, which are the Ben Adam al-Chaveroi part of the Aseris Adibris, also, most of them we understand what they're doing there. Le Sitzach, murder obviously belongs there in the Aseris Adibris. Le Signaiv over here means kidnapping, right? So it's a, that's a tremendous offense. It's not simple stealing, it's not a burglar, someone who kidnapped another human being and made them enslave them. And uh, Lysinov is illicit relationships. Well, obviously, we understand the, the importance Tyra places on, on, on that Kedusha of, 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 a, of, a, of a Jewish home. And not testifying for, falsely, if you testify falsely, then our whole legal system collapses. Right? It's all based, that's the only proof that's accepted in our legal system is test, testimony. And if that person falsifies testimony, it destroys our whole court of law. So we understand why all of those belong in the Aseris Adibris. But the fifth one, the last one, tenth one actually, of the Aseris Adibris seems to be out of place. Don't covet, don't want to have what your friend has, what your neighbor has. Don't want his house, don't have, want his car, don't want his money, don't want his wife. And that is interesting because, you know, that doesn't seem to rate up there with all the other serious crimes. And all societies, not just Judaism, murder, kidnapping, false testimony, those are all universally accepted, bottom-of-the-barrel, evil acts, right? But coveting something that someone else has, that, well, that's bad. Me, this as jealousy, as certainly something that has to be worked on, but hardly seems to be worthy of being placed among the cardinal sins that comprise that Sarah Sedibris. What is it doing there? And to make the question even more bothersome, the Zoya writes that one who transgresses Loisachmaid is as if he transgressed the whole Tyra, all the Sarasadibris. And that's why it's the last of the Sarasadibris. It's Kailu all of them. It includes all of them. The Yalkud Ruveni writes that if you're over on Loisachmaid, you're over on Anoichi Hashem Aleikacha. That's very puzzling. How is it that Loisachmaid, which is a question of bad minus, of jealousy, how does it take such a center stage over here? Why is it such a big deal? Why is it such a tremendous and terrible aver? To understand the depth of Chazal's understanding of what Lysachmed is, I want to quote a Gemara Masechta's Gitin that talks, says a story that illustrates what Lysachmed really is. Chazal Masechta's Gitin, they're listing out various different sins and stories that brought about the destruction 
of the second base of Mikdash. And they tell us a story. And the story is actually meant to demonstrate the Aver of Lesachmai. The story was about a carpenter. And the carpenter had an apprentice. And it seems that the apprentice was there to learn the trade, but not because he lacked funds. He was a wealthy fellow, the, the apprentice. But he was an apprentice nonetheless. And he was being taught how to be a carpenter. Now the carpenter needed some money. And the apprentice says, you know what, I have money, I'll, I'll lend it to you. But there's a little thing going on here. The apprentice really, really coveted his master's wife. He wanted the, the, the carpenter's wife. So he came up with a plan. He told the carpenter, you know what, I have it in my house, send your wife over and I'll give her the money. So his, the carpenter sends his wife over and the apprentice somehow, through um, some kind of trick, some deviousness manages to keep her delayed in his home for three days. Didn't sin with her, didn't do anything, but he managed to keep her from going home for three days. In the interim, the carpenter was wondering, what's going on with his wife? Why didn't he, she come home? So he approaches his apprentice and said, I sent you my wife, what happened? So the apprentice lied and he said, well, she came, I gave her the money, I sent her away right away. But I heard some rumors that she was playing around with someone and that's why she, isn't, she hasn't come home. She's, she's been sinning with someone. So the carpenter was aghast, and he said, what should I do now? She, she sinned, she, she, she lived with someone else. So the apprentice said, I think you should divorce her. So the carpenter said, I can't divorce her, her ksuba is too expensive, I, I would owe her too much money, I don't have that money. The apprentice says, not a problem, I'll lend you that money too. So the apprentice lent him the money for the ksuba, the woman comes home, he divorces her. As soon as the carpenter divorces his wife, the apprentice promptly turns around and marries her. Eventually it came time for the carpenter to pay up his, his uh, debt to the apprentice and he can't doesn't have the money so the apprentice doesn't give him a choice and he says you're going to have to work for me so he, he takes a job as a servant in the apprentice's home and there he is waiting on his apprentice and his former wife and Chazal say he was sitting there serving them and tears were streaming down his face and they say this was a sin that sealed the fate of Claudius Rawl and caused the second base of Mikdash to be destroyed. And the Marashah explains it was the epitome of the transgression of Lesachmet. That was the Avera that happened here. This guy coveted his master's wife, and that's what brought this all about. And it sealed the fate of the second base of Mikdash, destruction of the second base of Mikdash. Now, if you look at this story, you'll get an understanding of what's going on over here. Jealousy is a natural failing that we all suffer from. Jealousy is a bad media, and we're born with bad media. It's just the way we're created, and it's something we need to struggle with. We're meant to conquer that difficult media, and we have to work on it. Uh, and, and truth is, jealousy is a really bad media. Chazal say, If you don't work on, on kina, and you don't work on jealousy, and you let it get the better of you, it'll take us out of this world, which means it'll make, make us miserable, and it'll destroy our enjoyment of this world. We won't be able to have anything, won't have any happiness. But that's not what Lesachmoid is. That's not what Chemda is. Chemda, Lesachmoid, is the step after jealousy. That's when you actually want what he has, which means you've allowed the jealousy to take over. You've allowed it full reign. And you've now brought it to the next step, which you've already now brought it into action. You've brought it into effect. You aren't just jealous, meaning to say you would want to have what that person has, or you wish you had it, or you are upset that he has it. It's not fair. That's jealousy. Chemda is the next step. Chemda is, how am I going to get that guy's car? That guy's car. Now I'm not going to buy one of my own. No, no, no. I want his. How am I going to marry his wife? 
How am I going to get his house? What am I going to do to get his house? That's chemda. Chemda is when a person has allowed jealousy to take over and brought now to the next step where he's actually planning and plotting how to carry out, how to act upon his jealousy. That's the Avera of Leisachmoid. Leisachmoid is when an, a bad midah has run its full course and taken hold of our hearts and our thoughts and brought them to the point where we're actually plotting. And the Torah is teaching us that letting a bad midah get that far out of control is, and allowing it to take a hold of ourselves is equivalent to already committing the crimes, the worst crimes possible. And that's what the story of the carpenter demonstrates. Because we look at this guy and we say, this, this apprentice, here is the most evil, devious, uh, ungrateful, horrible person that there could be. I mean, look what this guy did, how he manipulated his, the, the carpenter and he set him up and he, put, and he lied to him and he created this disgusting, terrible, evil plan. We would say, this is an evil person. This guy needs to be eradicated from the face of the earth. And Chazal said, that's Leisachmoid. That is Leisachmoid. That's the level of evil that Leisachmoid can bring a person to when he allows himself when he allows the Bida to take effect so that he's actually coveting what someone else has, he's planning and plotting, he'll stop at nothing. He'll be, allow himself to do the most evil of acts possible. And it can be all within the confines of the law. He didn't do anything illegal, right? He didn't do that. He lied, but he didn't, didn't steal, he didn't kill. He did Lysachmet. <clears throat> there are other bad Midas. There's gaiva, right, being haughty. There's kas, anger. There's laziness, and many others. And having bad midas is just a fact of life. We're born with them, and we dedicate our lives to getting them under control. And having jealousy is no different. But letting it run unchecked, that's something we're responsible for. Chazal say, if someone is angry, kas, and he's shoiver kelem b'chamase, he takes a vase and he smashes it because he's so angry. Chazal say he's equivalent to someone who's over the desire, as if he's over the desire. And Chazal say, why? Why is that as if he's over the desire? They say, because that's what's going to happen. The Yetzirah will tell him to be over the desire, and he will. And what that means is, is that a person is angry. Fine, anger is a thing. It's something we struggle with. You have to, sometimes it gets better of us, sometimes it doesn't get the better of us. But if we allow it to translate into action, we allow it to translate into action that we're, we're so angry, we allow ourselves to act out on our anger, take a vase and smash it, that means we've gone to the next level. We've let the Mida translate into action. We let, we've given it full reign. Once we've done that, then there's nothing holding the Yitzhahara back. Then the Yitzhahara, he, he's in control. He's got us. We're his. And he can tell us to be able to Zara. There's not much we can do to stop him. And that's the essence of Eloisach Meriz. A person has allowed kinna jealousy to take hold of himself. He's totally immersed in jealousy and reached a point where he sees something his friend has and he starts to figure out, how can I get it? What can I do? And according to the Torah, it's a time bomb. It's as good as done. He'll find a way and he'll allow himself to fall into the greatest evil. Murder, kidnapping, adultery, false testimony. It's going to happen. You got to that point. The rest is immaterial. And the point that we have to learn from this is that having a bad meter is inevitable. That's the way we were created. Struggling with a bad meter is what we were created to do. That's life. Sometimes winning, sometimes losing, that's what a struggle means. That's war. Sometimes we win with the bad meter, sometimes it gets the better of us. But what the Torah is talking about is something which very much is in our control. And it's not, not to give up and give in to the bad meter. Not to at some, any point say, okay, throw in the towel. How do I get to the next step? That... The guitar says, you don't realize how bad that is. That's, you've stepped over a line. And 
that's a very dangerous line to cross because that is putting yourself in the hands of the Yitzhar. And that's the reason why Leisachmite is singled out in the Aserah Sedibris, even though there are other bad meters, but Leisachmite is the end game of all bad meters. Meaning to say, when a person gets to a point where he's planning and plotting, right? Gaiva, he's haughty, he, act, he acts with, with uh, walks around, he struts around, he thinks he's God's gift to mankind, he's the best guy around. Okay, he, he's made it come to action and that's very bad, but he hasn't done anything yet. Leisachmite, he's already done something. Leisachmite, he's, he's allowed bad meters to take control to the point where he's begun to plot. That is the end of all bad meters. You've gotten to the furthest point possible that bad meters can push you right before you actually take the whatever action you're planning on taking. And there is where Chazal say that Leisachmet, the Zayr says, Leisachmet is equivalent to all of the Aserah Adibris. When a person has already handed over, so to speak, the keys to the Eitzahara in that way, nothing is going to stop him. None of the Aserah Adibris or any of the Torah. And that's where the Yaakov Ruveni says it's equivalent to, say, to, to transgressing a Neich Hashem because Hashem is not the person that rules this person anymore. The Yitzhahara is what rules him. So that's the, the both on both ends, it's an inspiration for when we struggle with our bad midas, realizing struggling with bad midas is fine. That's what we're meant to do. And that's how we accomplish what we're here to do. And as long as we're struggling, we, we know that we're doing exactly what the Torah wants us to. And it's only when a person gives up on it that then he can then move on to the next level where the Torah says there's no end to where that can lead. So the inspiration is to keep up the struggle. And that's the weird and how Leisachman finds its place in the Sarah Sadibris. Have a uh, good night and a wonderful Shabbos.